You're listening to the Morphology Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the Morphology Podcast, aka Murph here, to share interviews about biking experiences from cyclists who have pedaled to places all over. Each week, we'll get to know new people and explore new destinations to ride your bike. As you listen to these adventures, you may wonder, why haven't I done that yet? On the show today is J.D. Schaefer. J.D. is an endurance junkie who has done ultra runs and even hiked the entire Appalachian Trail. Last summer, he was able to save up money and get some time off work. The plan was to hike the PCT, but an injury caused him to have to pivot from hiking to something else. Since he still had the time off, in a matter of a few weeks, he found an old bike and decided to bike across the country by himself. It was August 31st when the group that I was biking with ran into him one night in Confluence when he was just a few days from completing his journey. Today, JD shares the story of his adventure riding his first long-distance bicycle tour on the Trans-America bike route. Okay, well, on the show today, we have JD. Hey, JD. What's up? How are you doing? Great. How are you? Good. So, listeners, this is a pretty funny story, but um, if you recall, I did a bike adventure last fall where we did the Gap Trail and the CNO Trail, and we were in, JD, you'll have to help me out. I don't recall what town we were in. Do you recall? It was uh, Confluence, Pennsylvania. Okay, Confluence. So, we're, we ended up, uh, my crew rented like an Airbnb and we got in really late. It was already dark and we couldn't find a convenience store. There were no restaurants, nothing. And then somehow one of our members of the crew just got on their bike and tried to ride around town and they found this. I don't even think there was a sign on the front of this building, but it was like a really dingy, dark bar slash maybe kind of a hotel. I'm not sure. But I do remember there were way more ashtrays than seating. And we all got pretty comfortable, had a few drinks. They ended up opening the um, they're opening back up their grill. So we all had our fill in greasy bar food. In walks JD. And you were, I don't know, frazzled isn't the right word, but you walk in and you're kind of like, I have had one hell of a day. And so <laughs> we somebody bought you a drink and then we learned that you were just completing your cross country solo adventure, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was three, four days out from finishing. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. So then of course, you know, we all had to hear your story and we wanted to hear your story. And you probably just wanted to go to bed. But I appreciate that you took the time to talk to all of us. And now here we are a couple of months later, we get to tell the world your story. Yeah. Wow. That's <laughs> <laughs> a big way of putting it. I mean Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. That I that was like one of the highlights of my trip was meeting you guys and that whole day it was just so crazy. Yeah, and if I remember, you know, think back to my crew, you know, we are uh, more recreational riders and we're in it for the entertainment and the socializing and the photographs and of course the biking too, but we had probably biked, I don't know, maybe 50 miles that day you know, stopped at almost every town, had drinks all along the way. And then you, I think that day, you had done well over 100 miles. Is that correct? Yeah. In fact, it was my 
uh, the biggest day of my whole trip. It was I did 153 miles. Whoa. Wow. So let's get into talking about this um, solo bike trip across the United States. Like, have you done it multiple times? Or how did you decide that I'm going to do a bike ride across the US? Well, no, this is my first ever big bike trip. Like I've, I've never been camping on a bike. Um, probably the first I've ever ridden on a bike was 50 miles before this point. What? Um, really? But- yeah um like in scouts or something yeah i don't know i mean i mountain biked a little bit and just like rode my bike recreationally like as a commute to and from school and stuff Mm -hmm. but uh nothing major but no no, i did have like some sort of like outdoor resume up to that point i my biggest thing was um uh, long distance uh backpacking through hiking so okay so in 2018 i uh hiked the entire appalachian trail um in between semesters at school and that was because my my dad he's like he's a geography professor and he's just and and, he, and he's just super into backpacking camping and we grew up going on road trips and like by the time i was like 18 i had seen like over 40 of the states in, in the united states and so like i had just like this mentality or not or just like this this way of like planning trips i was always like gotta fit in hiking and, yeah. and camping and so so yeah so originally before i had decided to go on the, the bike tour i the plan was to hike the to hike the PCT actually my next big hike mm. the Pacific Crest Trail, and so I was preparing for that hike like I had the permit and everything got the gear and everything like upgraded ready to go on that big fun hike and I was super excited but um I accidentally um, bummed my knee and, and and ankle during a training run and it just really uh kind of I mean I was still prepped and, and left for the hike but I guess like I. I hope for hope for the best but i ended up not starting that hike um because just like that injury was too bad well so i had i had gotten this summer off from from work and i work remotely i live in new york city i I work remote though Mm -hmm. like i got the summer off from my employer and which was awesome they were like yeah take three four months off and come back whenever you're ready we'll have work for you so that was great um and so I left the city and I had like a few weeks of family reunion, reunions during the summer before I decided like my trip started, like when I was planning on hiking the PCT. Mm-hmm. And um, I like I used that that time to test the injury and try running on it and see how it felt. And it just was not getting any better. And it was super, super discouraging. So I was really not wanting to give up on like this summer that I had planned. I had right. all this time off. I like, I didn't want to like, you know, um, miss this opportunity. And so I said, Hey, let's just pivot and do something that doesn't hurt my knee or my ankle. And I went on um, bike rides and that felt really good. And then I, in the back of my head, like in my, just like in the list of adventures that I've wanted to do for, I mean, the list is big and I just was like, which one of those are on a bike. And mm-hmm. one of them was to bike, bike across America. And I had like read about the Trans Am route uh, before and was super intrigued. Um, and like had, had read about bike packing and how similar, how similar it seemed to, to through hiking. And I was just like really into that concept of, you know, long distance travel by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I loved the endurance aspect of, of it. Like the way I hiked was very similar to how I biked. I, I'll get into it, but like, I mean, I loved the social scene and everything, but I was really into it to test myself and to see how far I could go and oh, like, wow. yeah, and just like, like kind of like the athletic pursuit of it, which I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I mean, I was like, you know what? I called my girlfriend. And I was like, I think I'm going to 
fight across the country instead. And, and she was like, what? Um, and, but then I, and my parents were like, wow, okay. Like, sure, we support that. And they let me crash at their place in Utah for a little bit. So I could just like prepare for a couple more weeks. And so I, so in the span of like two, three weeks, I bought all my bike bags. I went on a few training rides, um, remembered how to change a tire mm-hmm. and, or just like practice that. And, um, I was stoked about the idea of, of biking across the country. I was like, at this point I had, I, I was already actually missing my girlfriend a ton. Um, and so the concept of being able to possibly shave off an entire month of this adventure. So like hiking the PCT would have taken me like anywhere from three to four months, but mm-hmm. I, I was hoping like, Oh, I bet I could bike across the country in like six to eight weeks or, or something like way shorter. So like two months tops. And that, that was really encouraging. I'd like, Oh, I can still do this really big adventure, but mm-hmm. then I'd be, I'll be home and um, just have another fun adventure in the books. So yeah, that was it. And, so um, literally, literally you, because of an injury, you totally pivoted from this is the adventure I'm going to do, which has to do with hiking to what can I do that won't, you know, make my injury worse and biking popped up and boom, you are now getting ready to bike across the United States. Yeah. And oh wow, it was, I was certainly naive. Um, I thought it was just going to be like, you know, just like, Oh, it's just like hiking, but on a bike. And so I like threw all my backpacking gear in all my, new bike bags that I bought and just like with a, you know, with a pump and some bike tools and stuff. But mm-hmm. then I, and then I was just like, yeah, there's this, there's this route, the Trans Am route. So I was like, yeah, I guess that's when I'll do. And I started and, and my dad was like, I'll drive you up to Oregon. I'm like, great. And, uh, we, that was, that was kind of that. Wow. And I, I, I don't know at what point you want to speak to this, but by the time that we saw you, you know, you were less than a week to the end of your journey and you were packing extremely light. Like, I don't recall that you had much more than the clothes on your back. A quick interruption to tell you this week's podcast is sponsored by Lizard Lips Lip Balm. These great lip balms contain natural ingredients, come in a variety of flavors, and you can choose certified organic or balms with sun protection. Check it out at lizardlips.net. Now back to the show. <laughs> it was it was it was pretty yeah, it was it was uh I didn't have a lot of gear. It it, it did come back to 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 bite me oh yeah uh, but but in other regards i was like really happy with my uh small setup yeah yeah and i'll i'll speak on, about that later for sure yeah yeah okay so um you said at least you started by following the transamerica route um can you give us some highlights of maybe like the mileage um you mentioned you start in oregon you know just like give us some highlights of what that route was like for you uh, the Trans Am route or the route that I ended up going on? The route that you ended up going on. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I, so yeah, I started on the Trans Am route and again, coming from hiking, I mean, you, you pick the trail that you're going to go on and then you can't really deviate it because, I mean, it's like a trail in the forest. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, and so I just had this mentality like, yeah, if I'm going to start the Trans Am route and I'm going to finish up the end of the Trans Am route. And so I was ready to just go the distance, you know, of the Trans Am route and not cut any corners and, and just do that. And it's like, it, it, it so it starts in Astoria, Oregon, on the beautiful Oregon coast. It's, it's amazing, and it and it ends in um, Yorktown, Virginia, mm. and that or that always kind of bothered me. It's like, oh, you don't even end on like in the Atlantic Ocean. You kind of end, you know, 
I think it's like Chesapeake Bay or something. Uh, Because I was going to ask you, I'm assuming that you're doing ocean to ocean, but now I know. (laughs) Yeah, so that, yeah. Oh, it ends in in the York River specifically. And then I'm just like, okay, yeah. Uh, No, so yeah, yeah. My whole concept was like, yeah, I kind of wanted to, that's how, that's what defined cross country was mm-hmm. ocean to ocean, mm-hmm. and I had this mind's eye of, or just like this this uh, image in my mind about you know I had some acquaintances who had done it before, and um, you know they had you just see the pictures of them in one ocean and then the other ocean. Yeah. It's like wow, they totally crossed the entire country on their bicycle, and so but I ended up changing my route quite a few times, and I'm really glad I did. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I started on the Trans Am, went down the Oregon coast, uh, had a great time. Um, and then as I was getting into Idaho, the wildfires this past summer were really bad and mm. smoke was starting to catch up with, with a lot of people. And I met a lot of people who did the entire Trans Am finishing westbound. Um, and I was still, you know, in Eastern Oregon. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were telling me left and right, like, Hey, the smoke is terrible in Montana. Like, don't even try to go into Missoula. Like, just this, this, and that. Like, you will, like, we all rerouted. I'd encourage you to think about rerouting mm-hmm. for your own safety kind of thing. And so that gave me some, something to think about. And and then I had heard kind of, like, some discouraging stuff about the Trans Am. Like, oh, if you stay on the Trans Am, I mean, you're going to go through Kentucky and, and, and all these kind of seedy places in Missouri. And you're not, and like, if they're a little unhinged. Like, there's a lot of, bad dogs and 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 so I just like heard some discouraging stuff about it I mean I know tons of people have had amazing experiences on the entire route Mm -hmm. but I ended up deciding to reroute a little bit and um kind of forge my own path and that was a new concept for me like that instead of instead of it becoming just this I'm following this trail that you know that was here before to get from one end to the other, I'm going to be like, oh, I'm going to have some fun with this and kind of make my cross country uh, ride like my own trail. And I, and I can probably confidently say like, no one's taken me like the exact route that I've taken across the, right across the, cause I, yeah. Cause I linked up so many different routes. So anyway. Well, I, and I almost here. would consider it um, maybe a tiny bit of fear because, you know, when you're hiking the Appalachian trail, you have signs and it's probably, you have to force yourself to get off the trail and get lost or, you know, maybe just make some really silly mistakes. But when you're biking across the United States, you have roads everywhere. And as you get into a town, you can probably deviate from your route without even realizing it. And then the next thing you know, you're 20 miles the wrong way or, or, you know, I don't know if that happened to you, but that's something that I would think about when I was, uh, if I was pedaling across. Yeah. Yeah, it, it adds that extra layer of complexity of mm-hmm. figuring out mm-hmm. your own maps in, in this different way. Yeah. So and were you mostly I, on uh, pavement or trails or how did that work? Yeah, mostly roads, a lot of state highways mm-hmm. um, that weren't pretty crazy. Some There were some sketchy high-speed, high-traffic areas, um, but I, I'd say most of the time it was like low-traffic county and country roads mm-hmm. or county roads from uh the majority of the time i did uh do some rails to trails linked up onto the katy trail in missouri which is all limestone and then mm-hmm. of course on the gap where i met you guys yeah. um 
and um, some other like the Panhandle to the Montour Trail, which just short trails like right before the the Gap. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, most of the time I was on highways. Okay. Um, and one, and I was on the interstate actually for a very brief period of time. Oh wow, so. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> well, a little it, it, a little it, sketch. It's, it's the weird it's it's the weird thing with the official Trans Am route. It actually puts like the official route puts you on the interstate for this very small section of time and so so that you know i i i, th- I think the trans am does need some some updating i mean it's uh, a little dated i don't know traffic patterns have changed whatnot but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, well and speaking of change when we ran into you uh, we were worrying about rightfully so a hurricane coming through our area yeah. so you sounds like you've had more than one obstacle when you talk about fires and smoke and then I assume that the hurricane affected you as well. Yeah, yeah, it really did. So so the hurricane definitely changed my route. So I was on the gap and ready to go all the way through Pennsylvania on the CNO as well. Mm-hmm. And and then I was going to find my way up to to New Jersey and New York City where I eventually finished at home uh, in, my, in my apartment. But everyone told me, dude, don't go on the Sino. It'll be way too gnarly. It'll be like way too muddy and it's not that well maintained. And you're just going to have a really hard time on that bike of yours. If you try to do the Sino after, you know, multiple days of buckets of rain. Mm-hmm. And so I decided to jump on the highways again. And uh, thankfully Pennsylvania has the, the nice, like, uh, uh, what do you call it? Like the PAS route or the, like, they just have like all these bike routes throughout the state that take you different places. Oh, okay. Um, and it was really sweet. Ended up just taking that route until, uh, yeah, I mean, the, it was it was totally crazy yeah, um, biking through some of that rain. Um, but the, the big day when Hurricane Ida was passing through, or at least the last remnants of it, I ended up kind of holed up in this motel in, in, in Breezewood where I, you know, just stayed an extra night and didn't bike one entire day because it was just pouring buckets the entire day. Oh yeah. Um, but then that, and then after that, it was just, it was, it was fine. But yeah, I, I was that I, it, it slowed me down too. I wanted to, to finish two days sooner, but I ended up yeah taking that extra day that I didn't necessarily want to take off. Yeah. There's a hurricane. Yeah. And so you were definitely, you know, you mentioned, um, you know, wanting to get back, to hanging out with your girlfriend and so you were you were thinking about getting the miles done do you recall what your total mileage was yeah so my total mileage was 3,965 miles total which is about 6,300 kilometers Hmm. um that so I I was pretty bummed when I calculated everything up like I tracked everything on Strava and I, I I ended up getting just like barely under 4,000 miles. So, um, that was a little bit of a bummer, but I mean, granted with all of the side mileage and stuff like that, I'm sure I got over 4,000. Yeah. That's actually pretty uh, funny. I, I would probably be the same way where I would add it all up and be like, what? Yeah. I missed it by a, less than a mile, <laughs> but you know, yeah. what can you do? And you still have, you know, you're celebrating something that very few people can say that, that they can do or would do. Yeah, I was really grateful to be able to do the whole thing for sure. Yeah, yeah. And how did you make ends meet like financially? Like were you working along the way or were you did you save up or were you dumpster diving or what? <laughs> no, yeah, I, I, I had saved up the money. Um, 
uh, yeah, so I had the whole summer off from work, which I was super stoked on. And yeah, just saved up money and just no budget, just mm-hmm. eating all the gas station food as like all the restaurants and just trying to, you know, I don't know, I was just every like a lot of parts of the, my ride were super uncomfortable. And so whenever I had a chance to eat something nice, then I let myself, you know, yeah. eat it. I, so I ate out a lot. Yeah. Um, do you recall any favorite places that you pedaled through? Okay, so, so many. Um, <laughs> the Oregon coast was beautiful. It was absolutely gorgeous. And I met so many cool other cyclists who were also doing the Oregon coast. Um, they made that so, so much fun. Um, I'd also say the Boise National Forest mm. and, uh, and, and Banks, Idaho. So this is when I veered off of the Trans Am for the first time. And I cut across the Sawtooth Range. So I mentioned my dad is a geographer. He, I asked him, hey, dad, can you put together some route from point A to point, point B for me? Like, get me back on the Trans Am. Mm-hmm. But I need to skip Montana because, unfortunately, all the, like, it's smoked out. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, oh, yeah, you are going to go through the Sawtooth Range uh, to get to Grand Teton National Park, which is where I connected back with the Trans Am route. And I was so glad I did that. Uh, the Sawtooth Range was gorgeous and banks idaho was is, is this it's like right before the Sawtooth range i think but i was so impressed like i wish i could have spent a whole day there but i was just going in and out there were like you like right away so there's like this one tiny little cafe mm-hmm. at the bottom of i forget what the name of the river was but it's just this massive canyon tons of kayakers and white white uh water rafters pass through there and um super sketchy on a bike like i like very few people i'm sure like bike down this canyon but i was one of them and um and and, and like right away when i jumped into this cafe in banks idaho just the vibe and the environment in that cafe was like so cool like Mm. right away all those people you could tell they were out there just for fun summer adventure and Mm -hmm. so much fun so that was really great um so yeah and also i mentioned them Another favorite place, Teton National Park. Oh yeah, and and, and uh, which was gorgeous. Um, that was I did the smoke did catch up to me a little bit. On day one, I was in Teton National Park, and then when, but when I woke up the following morning, I camped out at Jenny Lake, which was beautiful. One of the campgrounds there at Teton National Park, and um, I woke up the next morning, and the smoke was completely gone. It was like the clearest day Teton oh, wow. National Park has like seen in like the whole year yeah. or whatever it was. Someone was saying it's like the clearest day they've seen in a long time. And I woke up and I was just stunned. Like the mountain, I was right underneath the mountains and it was absolutely gorgeous. Mm. So that was a great moment. Let's see. I went through um, uh, Fort Collins, Colorado. Mm. And I really loved, really loved that town. Um, Took huge advantage of the warm showers community. And that was one of my favorite warm showers stays. Our host there took us out to his favorite brewery and like there were like 30 something breweries and just that whole town of Fort Collins. And so the craft beer scene was really cool there. And, um, and I was cycling with a buddy, um, that I met actually in Wyoming and we biked almost all of Wyoming together. Oh, cool. Um, and for, yeah, well, for people who don't know, uh, warm showers is, a it's actually an app, isn't it? That, yeah. uh, people can, um, give up part of their homes, a bedroom or a backyard, and host cyclists who are coming through and typically there's no charge associated with it and you can find them online as you are traveling through so i'm assuming that's how you found those places yeah it's awesome it's just like couch surfing but specifically 
for bike tourists and people who like bike tourists. There is uh, a, a, like a there is a charge to use the app. Unfortunately, mm. well, for, fortunately they keep to keep it open, whatever. But yeah. it, it's cheap. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to pay like the hosts or anything mm-hmm. um, if you, if you don't want to. Yeah. And if you get lucky, like you did, you get a tour of the community and uh, stop at a brewery or two. <laughs> oh man, yeah, no, I that whole community I owe so much to. I uh, yeah, you, you sign up for warm showers with the promise of eventually paying it forward, and mm-hmm. so um, I hope to you know host cyclists to eventually who maybe they're beginning or ending a ride in New York city and they need a place to crash. I don't know how comfortable they'll be in my tiny one bedroom apartment. But, <laughs> but think of the stories you guys could share. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, you know, let's talk about some crazy things. You've already mentioned, you know, fires and hurricanes and meeting crazy people in a bar and confluence, but any oh, other yeah. crazy things that, you know, are worth mentioning? There was just so much, well, I'll say one positive one and one negative one, maybe. Uh, so again, with the, uh, just the amount of generosity that I experienced felt crazy to me. Like I was shocked that all these people were just so stoked on, on helping me out and like, so willing to just give an arm and a leg to feed me or like, I got free breakfast at so many different cafes. I got like in, um, best example was in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. I was so close. It was, it was like my second to last day or my third to last, or I was, it was probably my single last day. Mm-hmm. No, third to, third to last day or something, whatever. But um, I arrived to Lancaster at this bike shop because uh, my brakes were feeling soft. And so I needed them to kind of look at them. And right away they could tell, oh, like, wow, dude, you look pretty messed up. What have you been doing riding across the country? I'm like, yep, actually exactly what I've been doing. And so... <laughs> pretty soon they were just asking me all these questions and I was telling stories and, and customers in the store stopped their shopping and they were like turned and listened to me telling my stories. And some customer gave me 20 bucks and just like, and then I asked the bike shop owners like, Hey, what's a good uh, place to eat here? And they're like, Oh, try this place downtown. And I went there. And so the bike shop owners apparently knew everyone in the town and they uh, sent the message forward that I was going to eat there that night. And so the chef came out, shook my hand, or like the, no, the owner of the restaurant came out, shook my hand, like, "Hey, meals on the the guys at Hush Money Bikes." That's the name. So huge, huge shout out to them. So like, they paid for my meal, they wow. paid for my drinks, they, yeah. and then um, yeah, it was amazing. And fall, and I also had a warm shower stay that night too. It was just like this amazing um, combination of beautiful generosity. And then the following morning, um, word spread that I was like this cross-country cyclists about to finish and so there was this farmer's market that I went to the following morning and tons of people there knew who I was like I it just I just felt like a celebrity <laughs> in this small little town and and um was um just felt like just left that town on top of the world and I soon after finished my trip it was amazing so wow. yeah just the craziness the craziness surrounding just people are really really amazing and um I felt so grateful and so indebted to you know, all the nice people that I met and yeah, and um, who, who gave me, who gave me so Yeah. So that, that honestly was amazing. Um, I guess one, a couple really bad, like um, crazy things. Um, I got stung by a bee mm. in Illinois and I have never had an allergic reaction or anything bad with a bee sting, but I ended up getting hives all over my body. Oh and no. It was like do- dove into this really bad allergic reaction 
and was super scared for for a minute but i like quickly bought benadryl and like just like this really bad pain just mm. for one night that felt pretty uncomfortable <sighs> i had a lot of gear failures so so i was really grateful that i didn't carry as like a lot of things on my bike but i wish i had carried a better tent uh, so so um i didn't know that biking long distance is like you can you can do with having more weight on your bike than like say when you're hiking it's best to you know have a lightweight pack and mm, sure right keep um yeah so in missouri what was that state state park carl a, a state park in, in missouri i was i was um camping and i had and i have this like this um kind of tarp tarp shelter set up that i would I would stake out and tie to a tree and tie to my bike. And I created kind of like this A-frame tarp that I would, that I would pitch as my tent. And so there was no bug netting, which sucked. I like ended up, I don't know, multiple other times during the trip, I wish I had, you know, at least some bug netting to protect me from bugs while I was camping. But, um, but this one occasion, it just started pouring, just thunderstorm, the type of thunderstorm where they on in the in the state park like they turned on the like the horn or the their PA system and they were like hey everyone heads up we have a big storm coming hope you have a hope you have good shelter oh, uh, no. hope you have, <laughs> hope you have more than a tarp <laughs> yeah um, but you know I woke up in the middle of the night and I was just kind of and and water was just seeping underneath me and I would just. I knew immediately that like I was not going to be protected at all from oh. the rest of this rain. And so I got up, packed all my stuff up. A lot of it got wet and just, but I had still like, it was like not even the middle of the night. It was like 10 PM and um, it was just pouring rain. And so I ended up sleeping in the laundry room of mm. this camp campground until, until the following morning and then I left and that was that and I'm guessing that was not your best night of sleep <laughs> no <laughs> no 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 um and after that I was like screw this I uh I'm just gonna like send back home my camping stuff and like most of my camping stuff and I'm just gonna stay in motels for the rest of the trip mm. and 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 so and so at that point I like, hardened my mentality even more because I was like okay because at some points during the trip, I wanted it to be this fun, relaxing, good adventure. Um, but it ended up turning into a really uncomfortable, like at times a really uncomfortable, just like endurance event of just biking all day and missing my girlfriend like crazy and being uncomfortable right. and, and being next to cars on the highway all the time. And just, and just, I was like ready to be done multiple times on the trip. I'm glad I never quit, but I was like really beat down um at multiple different points of the trip um mm -hmm. and so at this point i was just like like i just need to like this camping gear is not serving me at all like if it's not going to serve like, if it's not going to pretend you're like a rainstorm then it's, then it's useless so i like sent it home and um just like i'm just going to stay in motels and warm showers the rest of the time and and just finish this as soon as yeah. i can and you, so you want to be able to just like you want to be able to enjoy yourself a tiny bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when, yeah. When yeah, you... But, oh, go ahead. I mean, I guess I just wanted to turn up the miles, like, right away mm -hmm. um, and just finish as soon as I could. It, 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 and it was a, a kind of a bummer because I, I knew I wanted to have a fun trip, but 
the way that I, I don't, I don't know, I guess I just wanted to see how far I could go at this point. And then I was like, I don't need any more weight to, to, to take me down. Right. So, and even though I really almost had nothing. So when you look back, like, and I don't know if you can actually think about this, but you know, when you, the JD before biking across the United States versus the JD now, do you feel like, you know, I'm assuming you had a physical transformation because all you did all day was bike and, you know, eat when you can. But how about the, like the mental side of JD? Do you have a marked change? A quick interruption to give a shout out to Primal Wear. Cycling is their passion and apparel is their craft. So if you're in the market for a new jersey, bibs, mask, or any cycling apparel, go to primalwear.com and use code PRIMALMURF to get 20% off your purchase. Yes, 20% off. Now back to the show. Not as big as I think I wanted. Mm. Um the Appalachian Trail for me was my kind of turning point in my life where that trip was very much like a spiritual, uh, emotional, mental mm-hmm. kind of shift. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and right before the bike trip too, I went, I underwent like this huge personal life kind of like faith transformation. Um, and, and just like all sorts of things that like I wasn't expecting to, to, that would happen to me when I moved to New York city, like mm. the, like the year prior. And I, and I was almost, I just didn't really experience a huge life change as I was, as I was biking it. Maybe I had undergone enough change for the time for like, the, yeah, yeah. For like the, 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 I don't know, that two, three year period that I was kind of doing all those things, but it, it, it was, it, it solidified, I guess this relationship with, that, that I have with um, I don't know, pursuing big goals, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it did harden my, you know, like uh, mentality towards, uh, I don't know, just like not quitting things when, when things got hard. And I was really like, it, it, I definitely grew mm-hmm. certainly, but it wasn't, but I think what I missed out on was that same spiritual transformation that I went through when I, hike the Appalachian Trail mm-hmm. and, and and unfortunately I think that was the nature of the ride that I chose being on highways a lot and be, just being next to cars and never really feeling like I was completely in nature at one given like at any given sure. point I mean I loved the camping and you know being especially on the rails of trails or, or anything like that but the majority of the time I never felt like I left civilization mm-hmm. and I never felt truly alone or, or, or at peace um and I, I think and, all of and, us as cyclists can agree with you that there is a bit of uh, feeling uncomfortable when there's traffic around at all times, no matter how hard you try. That's definitely something that it, it made the trip less than it could have been. Mm-hmm. Like I, like now in the future, like I want to do more big bike trips, um, but I don't know if I want to do them on roads like mm-hmm. i would love to do the the tour divide and, and just be like on a mountain bike um for for months at a time yeah. you know and just bike, bike pack on it and just do stuff like that um, yeah that actually tour divide sounds exactly your speed pace your you know being able to see nature like you should i hope that's on your bucket list 
It is definitely. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to do that at some point. Do you want to, you know, we've kind of hinted around at what you've had on your bike, but do you want to share with the listeners uh, just a little bit about your bike setup and your gear setup? Yeah, sure. So my bike is, was a 1986 Schwinn World Sport, this old steel firehouse red road bike that it it was just not the bike for the job, but <laughs> I, it was the bike that I had and it fit me. It was, uh, it was a 69 centimeter frame. It was absolutely massive. I'm uh, six foot nine. Mm-hmm. And so I just needed a bike that sort of fit me. And this one was that bike. And, and, and I had gotten it tuned up, but it was in pretty, like a lot of the, the parts were stock part from the eighties um, that like were on the bike at the time. So I was, uh, it was, a, it was an old school rig. Mm-hmm. Um, my gear setup, I had all uh, Revolut designs bags. And so I had like a half of a frame bag that covered half my frame. I had two of their mountain speed bags at the cockpit, mm-hmm. which are like, the, they're like, look, look like water bottle holders that are, that are, that are upright at the, at your handlebars. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's see. I also had the spine lock seat bag, which hooked up uh, behind my seat. I also had, oh, like a small bag of theirs right below my seat that I attached on top of my frame. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I had like those five bike bags and then I would just tie my jackets along the frame whenever, like, cause I mean, I had a, at one point I carried a sweater and, and a rain jacket and, um, those didn't really fit in the bags along with everything else. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of tied them to the side of my, my bike while I was riding. And for the um, most part, you had minimal clothing, right? Yeah, no, I only had one pair of bike shorts, um, one jersey. I wore that same outfit every day. Wow. I um, had two pairs of socks, my shoes, my shoes. I uh, clipped in uh, road shoes, which was a mistake. I definitely should have opted for like mountain bike shoes that I could have walked on, mm. or because I there were sections where I you know had to walk or or, or whatnot. And I had yeah, I had a jacket, a sweater, rain jacket, my camping gear, which consisted of a of a down quilt. I was rated down to twenty two degrees, which was way too warm. I had yeah, my tarp that I eventually got rid of. Uh, some stakes for that. I didn't have any like bike bottles. I only had smart water, smart water, smart water plastic bottles. Oh, that you just refilled, like, yeah. Yeah, I just refilled and filled up with soda from the fountain and Gatorade and water all the time. What else? Oh, and I and I had a water filter. Uh, I had a small pump. I had some CO two canisters, some basic necessity bike stuff, mm-hmm. couple tubes, um, bike tool lights rear and front lights um sunscreen bear spray i I carried bear spray through from the beginning to i guess after the tetons Mm. i I and someone gave me their bear spray someone who was finishing the trans am like the sec like actually the, the my first campsite i like on oregon coast i met someone who was finishing the trans am the following day and he was giving me all sorts of pointers and he was like, take my bear spray. And he's like, you definitely need 
some more gear. Like you don't look like you have enough gear to do this thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I actually, I actually ended up, um, yeah, he scared me a little bit. And so I actually ended up um, asking my mom to send me like a sweater and yeah. my, like some leggings from home. Um, Cause like I should probably have those. And so she sent those to me and I eventually picked those up. Yeah. Okay. So here's a weird question. Did you finish your ride and throw away all your clothes or your one outfit that you wore every day? Or is it now like in a frame on the wall? <laughs> I still have them. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, they're not, they're in my, I don't know, they're just in my closet. I haven't hung up in my frame or, or yeah, done anything like that. Yeah. Um, they're still my own, it's still my only bike jersey and my only bike pair of bike shorts. So whenever I go on a big bike ride now, I, that's what I wear. Same ones. Wow. It's a, I really should get those replaced. <laughs> well, you know, looking forward, you mentioned that you have been on a bike since, but uh, what adventures do you have on the horizon maybe for 2022? Well, 2022, I'm getting married. So that's a, that's a big hey, adventure. Hey, so I, that girlfriend is going to be your wife, huh? Yeah. So that's awesome. That's um, super awesome. But in terms of like physical uh, adventures, like I, um, I mean, I'm healing up my injury still completely. Ended up being a little, uh, just like some, uh, just a little worse than I was getting on. Mm -hmm. And so, um, still kind of rehabbing that PT and stuff. Uh, but eventually I, I want to get back into running and, um, run some more ultra marathons and maybe a Spartan race and, and another fun things but so no big bike or hikes this year uh but next year yeah i would love to hike the long path in new york mm. which is a like a 300 mile hike from the north the north tip of manhattan to the adirondack mountains oh nice yeah i'd love to do that and then maybe do the i'd love to do the whole gap encino with my fiance and um kind of get back and, and do that whole section of, of biking would be super fun to do. Yeah. Um, and have you put the PCT back on your list? It is on the list, but it's not coming up anytime soon. Sure. Unfortunately. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Just, just with everything that's been going on and ramping up my career and, and getting married, it's, it's going to be on the back burner, I think for a little bit. Sure. Yeah. Well, awesome, JD. It's been so fun kind of catching up with you. And I'm so proud to know somebody that has completed this, you know, epic adventure of riding across the United States. Yeah, well, best of luck on your uh, your trip coming up. Yeah, you're, yeah. You're, yeah, you're doing the Southern Tier. I'm doing the Southern Tier in a couple of, actually, we're leaving in about four weeks. So um, I am insane. looking forward to it. And I, you know, I do not have the mindset to wear the same thing every day so I'm really trying to work on what I'm gonna do like can I wear the same thing every day I should be able to but so I'm gonna you know try and use some of what you've told me today as inspiration to see if I can you know downsize my my bike bags <laughs> oh well yeah no worries yeah. sorry if I I mean ho I hope this interview was was fun and oh my um, gosh it was excellent yeah so, JD, is there a way that we can, you know, follow along on the route that you did complete? Yes. Um, so, I, as I said, I did track all my rides on Strava every day. And so I ended up piecing together all the GPX data for that and mm. put it on 
on Gaia GPS. So I could send you the link to that and you can put it in your show notes or something if you want to do that. Perfect. So people could check that out. Sure. Um, But also people, if they wanted to, could follow me on Strava. Um, I could link that as well, I guess. I don't don't really post a ton of things right now, but um, they could see pictures and stuff. Yeah, it'd be great to kind of see uh, what your journey was all about. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, thank you so much, JD. You're welcome. Thank you. Well, listeners, that's it for this week. If you're interested in learning more about my bike tour across the U.S., go to my website, which is morphologypodcast.com, and click on the tab labeled Murph's Biking the U.S. Email me at morphologypodcast at gmail.com if you have a topic or the name of a cyclist you find interesting. Support my podcast at patreon.com slash morphology and visit both my Facebook and Instagram pages for daily entertainment. Also, a quick shout out to Simmons Electric for sponsoring this episode. I have more great episodes in the pipeline, so I hope you continue to be a Murphology Podcast listener. Thank you. Thank you.